G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. There's something beautiful about the picture of a shepherd, the man who cares for his flock, feeds them, waters them, guides them, and protects them. Funny, but that's a picture used over and over and over again in God's Word, the Bible, of God Himself. What was He trying to tell us, I wonder? I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we take another look at God from a different perspective. Quite a few years ago now, when I was an officer in the Australian Army, I was stationed at a remote facility where we stored lots and lots of ammunition. I mean, lots of ammunition. If one of those warehouses had blown up, it would have been an unbelievably huge bang. And being in Australia, I'd often be driving on one of those dirt tracks from one of the warehouses to the other. I mean, they were a fair way apart, just in case, you know. And you'd often have kangaroos bounding alongside the Land Rover that I was driving. They'd effortlessly keep up and then accelerate and take off. They never once were stupid enough to jump out onto the road in front of the vehicle. Too smart for that. So I never worried too much about kangaroos as I was driving along. But we also had sheep on this ammunition depot. Farmers grazed their livestock on the depot because there was grass there, helped keep the grass down and brought in a bit of revenue for the government. Sheep were an entirely different story. Back then, I thought of them as stupid animals. They'd be running along beside the vehicle and without warning, they'd dart straight in front of you. Now, I learned pretty quickly, when there were sheep anywhere nearby, you had to slow down, otherwise it would be lamb chops for dinner. Sheep appeared to me to be stupid animals, but as it turns out, they're anything but. So, why would they run in front of a vehicle? Turns out that sheep aren't so much stupid as they are short-sighted. They can't see much more than 15 feet ahead of them. And the other thing that they're not very good at is navigating. They don't have a sense of direction. So whilst on the one hand, if you take them back to the paddock where they were born, they know exactly where in that paddock they were born. On the other hand, if you take them out of that paddock, down the road, round the corner, over the hill, they simply can't find their way back. Add that lack of a sense of direction to their short-sightedness and you can kind of understand why these otherwise quite clever animals would, without explanation, run straight in front of my vehicle on that ammunition depot. Over the last week and a half, we've been exploring the names of God. There are over 20 different names used throughout the Bible for him, which seems a little bit odd. After all, you and I, well, we're perfectly happy with just the one name. But the different names of God are there for a purpose, because they reveal God to us. They tell us who he is. So far, we've looked at Adonai, the Lord Almighty, Elohim, the all-powerful creator, el Roy, the God who sees us, El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, Emmanuel, God who's with us, Jehovah, I am, the God who is forever and ever and ever, Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. Today on the program, we're going to explore another name that God uses, Jehovah 
Rohi, the Lord who is my shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me by still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in right paths for his name's sake. When the Old Testament and the New Testament talked about sheep and shepherds, the people of God it was talking to way back then, well, they knew a whole bunch more about sheep and shepherding than perhaps you and I do these days. So it made a lot more sense to them. But to be a shepherd was a calling. To be a shepherd was like, well, you'd lay down your life for your sheep to protect them from the wild animals and the thieves. A shepherd back then knew his sheep. Mostly he had names for each of them, like pets. Where they all looked the same to you and me, he could pick them apart. And he knew that as well as it being his job to find them grazing lands and water, he had to protect them. Most often, he'd walk ahead of his sheep and they'd follow behind him in a line. That way, no one, being short-sighted, would get lost. But every now and then, a sheep would go astray. Isaiah chapter 53, verse 6, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. So, what did a shepherd do when one of the sheep went astray? Did he ignore it? Did he find it and punish it? What happened? Have a listen to Jesus telling a story about Jehovah Rohi, the Lord who is my shepherd and yours. Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 4. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbours, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the ninety-nine righteous people who need no repentance. Isn't that fabulous? The heart of the shepherd is to go out there and to find the sheep. Because wait for this. This is the really important bit that you and I can easily miss because the shepherd knows that once the sheep is lost, it has no way, no way at all to find its way back because it's short-sighted and because it lacks any sense of direction. So the shepherd goes out to find the lost sheep and he rejoices so greatly when he finds it. What Jesus is saying is, this is what God is like. The Lord is my shepherd, he's your shepherd. When God's people Israel were labouring under the yoke of Babylonian oppression and slavery, he said this to them through the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40, beginning at verse 10. See, the Lord God comes with might and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him and his recompense is before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. See this beautiful picture of God? Do you see what God's saying to you and to me about who he is for us here and now? Not some distant despot, not some God like a grumpy old man with a big stick, a God with a heart like a shepherd, a God who comes after us because we have no way of getting back to him. It was for this reason that Jesus said in John chapter 10, beginning verse 11, he said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd, he doesn't own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. 
because he's a hired hand and he doesn't care for the sheep. But I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay my life down for my sheep. And he did. He was and is the true shepherd. There are times in life when we wake up and feel a bit, well, like we know we've gone astray. And then that feeling of panic, how, how do I get back to God? The answer is through Jesus. The answer is Jesus is coming after you just as any shepherd would. And perhaps he's doing that right now in your life as you hear his word. I am the good shepherd, the true shepherd, for I lay down my life for my sheep. My friend, we all like sheep have strayed. We all have fallen short of the glory of God. But God is Jehovah-Rohi, the Lord who is my shepherd and yours. And right now, he's gathering those stray sheep to him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs into his arms and carry them in his bosom. Why? Because that's who God is. He, he just is. Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.